Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, I want to help make your life easier and just a lot better. And I know that not everyone can afford to do a journey with me and、uh, is not in that position. So I'm going to list things that, if you do them, will absolutely change your life. I'm going to list them, list the podcast episode where I go deeper into specific topics if I've already spoken about them. Chances are that I have more in depth and how you can start to implement them. So let's just jump right in. One, most importantly, close open doorways in your life. Don't practice any witchcraft. Don't partake in any oaths. Any practices that maybe will open you up to demonic spirits. Don't do channeling. Don't do Ouija boards. Common sense. But if you're doing any of those things, it doesn't really matter what else you do in your life because it will go to shit. <laughs> The obvious. Close any open doorways that you may have going on in your life. And if you have specific things going on, That, for example, maybe you have some activity in your home that you want to get rid of. That's scary. Maybe you have nightmares. Feel free to reach out to me and I can send you specific prayers that you can do for free. And that will really help you along in clearing these things out. Number two, anoint. Episode number 69 goes deeply into what anointing is and how you do it, but it is really straightforward. It is taking oil. And you can customize it however you want, but just straight up oil is fine. And you will put it in a specific container that doesn't leak, really importantly. And you will pray over it that it will set apart and consecrate everything that it touches. In the episode, I go into how to do this prayer. Any prayer is most effective when you pray to Yeshua and you apply the bloodshed, the blood of Calvary, because Even if you are very triggered by any Christian or biblical language, this does not have anything to do with religion. This has to do with spiritual legality and applying it to our birthrights. And you're not going to get any retaliation or revenge from spirits when you do this because everyone has to abide to natural law and answer natural law. So, anointing is totally safe. And next, just start anointing everything all the time. And even put it on the bottom of your shoes, on your tire, so that as much of the earth becomes anointed. Because what happens is the land is set free, demonic strongholds are released and removed, and it is a reclaiming of territory for source so that we can create heaven on earth. Big one. Three, nutrition. Nutrition. Will change your life. If you stop eating processed foods and focus on as much organic food as possible, this will absolutely shift so much because food contains contracts. And especially processed foods contain spiritual contracts that connect us to the demonic.、And、this is done on purpose because they want the collective to partake in their rituals. So, really look at your nutrition. Listen to podcast episode 73. Very simple. Focus on whole foods. Stop eating sugar. Stop eating seed oils like canola oil and rapeseed oil and all of those oils that will completely destroy your body. 
A lot of people don't realize that seed oils have absolutely nothing to do with seeds or plants anymore because they've been so heavily processed that they're just toxic compounds. They're really cheap and they are in everything that's processed pretty much. And they mimic parts of the cell. So they lock into the cell like a puzzle piece and they make the cell completely useless and dead and take up that space. So it's really a way to give yourself instant cancer. Best case scenario, you're getting all of the toxic sugars, the seed oils that shut your body down completely and make you sick. And worst case scenario, you're ingesting remains which establish demonic spiritual contracts inside of your body and genetically modified foods that alter your DNA for the same reasons. And if you have any issues with food specifically, you need to work with me and you need to do Thrive because there is a spiritual component to this, a very specific one that people don't know about and don't understand. And once you do and you know how to work with it, you completely unlock a free relationship with your body where it's gonna settle at its lowest weight set point and you're never gonna binge again. Number four, stop participating in rituals. Of course, individually, you should not be doing anything like Wicca or channeling even, but mass rituals are always disguised. So you will see that in Super Bowl, big festivals, big concerts, and especially our holidays, like Halloween is in two days, and that's a big one. There is an episode specifically about Halloween. Halloween is a huge collective demonic ritual, and everyone who participates, even if it's just trick-or-treating, is glorifying the demonic and participating in it. This is how the demonic likes to trick people, and everyone who participates, your energy is going into that spirit. So stop partaking in rituals and learn to recognize the language so that you can see whether it comes to food or music or even holidays, mass media, you can start to recognize what actually is the demonic disguised as something normal or fun or enticing because it's always the upside down opposite world. And I am working on something to help you do that. Five, do shadow work. Become completely lovingly aware of everything that lives inside of you in the shadows. So what are the toxic traits and behaviors and the dark convictions and beliefs and programming that we have about ourselves and others where are we holding on to hatred and fear and not forgiving? And it's not about punishing yourself. It's about bringing into the light what is in the dark and becoming aware of it, just brutally, honestly aware. And we all have those things because no one is exempt from karma. Earth plane is the karmic plane. So everyone has shadow work to do and karmic things. Become aware, become conscious and start to shine light on areas of your life that have been rejecting light. You know where they are and what they are and how they are playing out in your daily life and your behavior. And there are people like me who can help you transmute them. But the first step is to become aware and without judgment and with love starting to observe. 
And then you can start to release and heal whatever trauma and soul fragmentation is at the roots of those shadows. Six, start to observe how energy moves inside of your body. We all have karma, so we will all experience extreme emotions around karmic triggers. So when things happen in our daily life that trigger an unhealed karmic pattern, we're going to react with an unbalanced emotion that's going to rise up inside of the body and be expressed as anger or judgment or accusation or sadness or despair or desperation. And we can start to heal that karma and heal those chakras that are portals to what is at the root of the trauma by observing how that energy moves inside of your body. So this is a fully embodied somatic experience that's about awareness. So what you should start doing is when you feel very imbalanced emotions, like you get suddenly really angry at your partner and you're almost surprised by it, or just in general, maybe you're not surprised by it because you're really stuck in a heavy karmic pattern of anger or a different extreme unbalanced emotion, is actually retreat. Take yourself out of the social situation and start to turn your presence and your awareness inside of your body and observe how the energy moves. And when you become more adept at it, you can actually locate where in your body this karma is coming in and even beyond your body, maybe what lifetime, maybe what event, what soul fragmentation caused it. And when you observe the flow of energy, because, you know, for a lot of us, we won't even remember what is at the root of it and you don't need to. You don't even need to know what it's about. You just need to know, hey, I'm feeling this way right now and I know that it's not good it's not for my highest good or anyone else's so let me go inside and just watch how the energy moves and you'll just spend some time there let your breath slow down and ultimately the energy is going to settle and you're going to become energy neutral and this is how you overcome the karma because when you don't and when you act from the emotion you let yourself be pulled into a karmic cycle. And what's happening is the wheel of karma is spinning even faster, which means that you are drawing more triggers into your life. Which, you know, why would you want to do that? So observing how energy moves inside of you. And please try and keep that connection, keep that presence inside of your body. Because the demonic always wants to keep us wrapped up in our thoughts. Seven, have good boundaries. We are also subject to other people's karmic patterns playing out, but every person we attract in our life is there for a reason to mirror something about ourselves to us. Especially if you've experienced a lot of trauma, you will start to notice at some point that your environment actually reflects that trauma and everything that you have been doing to maybe avoid it. And maybe your social circle is reflecting the enabling of certain unhealthy patterns. So especially because a lot of you are really sensitive and really empathic, you will draw a lot of people who are used to or have taught themselves to get energy from other people. And 
the only way to live is to not allow yourself to leak energy all over the place. I don't like the term energy vampire because it's really villainizing people who are suffering from trauma and are not doing that. Um, well, some people do it on purpose, but ultimately everyone is a victim first. But it starts by stopping the pattern of enabling yourself and enabling other people to get energy from each other instead of source and trauma bonding with each other. So have really good boundaries. Feel into every decision that you make. Does this feel aligned for me or not? Does your job feel aligned for you? Are the people in your life people who you can be a thousand percent yourself with? And if you notice that you can't be that around certain people, it means that you're rejecting parts of yourself around certain people. And when you go and heal the trauma that's at the root of that rejection, ultimately your relationships are going to reflect that change and that healing as well, which you have to be okay with. So be very self-aware if you're a people pleaser because that is behavior that comes from unhealed trauma and it's actually very toxic behavior because the more that you please other people and not yourself and you don't listen to your own intuition and really validate your own needs, you're going to reinforce the fragmentation further. You're creating a further split with that behavior and not just from yourself but also with the people that you're pleasing because what you're doing is instead of letting them heal their own trauma, whether they want to or not, or on their own timeline, you're enabling them so that they don't have to look at it. So it's toxic both ways. It's actually a very, very serious symptom of trauma. So be a good listener, be a supportive friend, and be someone who's accountable. Don't go and gaslight other people or spiritually bypass them but just be very reasonable and very straightforward about your boundaries when you need to be. This will heal so much just by itself. Next one, be very skeptical about anything new age, okay? As well as spiritual bypassing because this is very new age behavior. Question everything, research everything. Be discerning into energy. You learn how to sense and read energy. For example, if you feel that sense of rejection, Listen to it. How does a person, maybe it's a healer that you're working with, or maybe it's even a book that you're reading or people you have around you, how are they making you feel? When you feel psychic attacks, for example, you will feel a sense of paranoia and fear and goosebumps and the feeling of the hairs on the back of your neck standing up. Those are very important signs that you are not in a healthy situation. So read your own body's discernment and take it seriously and act upon it. This is how you restore trust in yourself. And then with all of the information and practices that you take in externally, be extremely skeptical. If you haven't yet, listen to my podcast episode about a, a Course in Miracles and also about New Age so that you know what it's actually really about and why those practices make you stuck in a vicious cycle and keep you running in circles and ultimately don't make you feel good. I'm also always surprised at how little research people do themselves. Just simple things that you can look up. Every person that you work with, every book you read, just go onto the internet and research about those people and those things. That will tell you so much. 
And with all the episodes that I share on here and all of the information that I disclose, this is all information that is out there for free. And yes, it takes a lot of time to accumulate a big amount of information and insight, but ultimately it's a combination of just discipline, just going out with a critical mind, researching things, questioning them. And if you combine that with spiritual energetic discernment, as well as visual acuity and analysis, so learning how to read symbolism, you will understand the world around you. Why? Because those who have more nefarious goals and intentions have to disclose it because it's part of their religion, their way of life, let's say. It gives them more power when they're open and they do disclose. So the information will inherently be out there, very obviously. And their logic is, if we are not discerning and we don't take the responsibility when it comes to our own consciousness and our own energy, they are allowed to trick us and to mislead us into those spiritual contracts. That's their logic. So don't be an easy target. Empower yourself with the tools and the weapons of just knowledge and discernment. And the great thing about that is that so much programming, conditioning happens to us on a subliminal level. But when you become literate in energy and symbolism and just disclosure of intentions, that information, that content does not go into your subconscious. It goes into the recognition system of the conscious mind and therefore it doesn't affect you as much. Number nine, another great free thing that you should be doing every day is meditating. Take a half hour to empty your mind because what this does is it helps you to overcome your own programming. It helps you to detach from your ego. It helps you, it trains you. You give yourself the discipline in that practice to not attach and entangle with every thought that your mind produces, but to find a infinite level of presence below or beyond that, and to be in that presence in stillness, because that is the place, the void space, from which you can then start to receive on a spiritual energetic level and from where you can start to journey and do other amazing things. But if you have a monkey mind that's not able to calm down and you don't know how to control it, you will have to discipline yourself in how to do that first. It's also a great practice in detachment and letting go of all of the things that we think that we are that actually just contract our life state and our life force. So learn how to become void so that from there you can start to have true insight, true communication and real communion with source and start to receive intuition, start to journey. All new, incredible, miraculous experience comes from that space. But society is conditioning us from a young age to just be stuck in our vicious cycle of thoughts. So the first step is to know how to release that. And you can do this for free every day, half an hour, empty your mind. What I like to do is count my breath in and out. 
and just start over when you catch yourself on having thoughts and put in effort to disconnect from the thoughts. Just let them kind of settle like snowflakes and then really breathe into that space of wholeness and oneness, that void. And it can help to actually visualize the movement of the breath as well. And try and breathe so quietly that you don't make a sound and then try and listen to your breath, even though you can't hear it, because this will help your senses to turn on in a way where you will actually start to see your breath. Number 10, prayer. Know how to pray and enter into conversation with God or source or the universe or love or whatever you like to call it, whatever resonates most with you. But enter into that conversation through prayer, because what a lot of people don't understand is that intention creates immediately, thoughts create immediately. God is everywhere at the same time and is listening, but we are not listening most of the time. We are like disobedient children. We are actually the inheritors of the earth, and we're here to create heaven on earth. That's actually not just an amazing, beautiful luxury. It's our responsibility that a lot of people don't take up. And we have a lot of legal rights that we are not invoking. So prayer is a great way to invoke those rights. And I'm actually working on something where I can teach you how to pray. Look, I believe in praying from the heart in whatever language or way feels most authentic to you. But there is a specific way to pray where you can invoke your rights more efficiently. And you can also start to petition for the rights of others, which I find really important. So enter into prayer. Learn how to pray. 11. Stop watching the news. Seriously. Stop watching the news. It's misinformation. It's there to condition you. And it's there to keep you locked in a state of fear where you start to trust false authorities and stop trusting yourself. And it's actually very dangerous what happens. Plus, it's a total waste of time. I have never watched the news. There are many other places where you can get your information from, but I would highly recommend anyone to just step out of that programming cycle. Tell a vision. Is there exactly for that to tell you a vision? Programming programs are there to program you. That's what they're for. And I choose not to receive it. A lot of people find a sense of obligation in reading newspapers, watching the news, but you don't have to at all. You can be an amazing critical thinker and intellectual and incredibly informed without it. Stop giving your consciousness, your money and airtime to these institutions that are there to serve other nefarious purposes. And I would use that time to read and do other research that actually feels true to you. Another important thing in that line of thought that you should stop doing immediately is partaking in cancel culture. It's incredibly toxic and this movement is about eroding free speech. 
It's also locking us into very toxic imbalances of the feminine versus the masculine. It's all about enforcing even more division on us. And this is the furthest that we can get away from ascension because ultimately ascension comes from doing shadow work, knowing that we are all reflections of each other. Nothing is all good or all bad. And this very toxic social media culture is there to pit everyone against each other and to create a culture where everyone lends their sense of identity to partaking in even little things like putting your pronouns in your bio is extremely toxic behavior. And I highly recommend everyone stop doing that. Also notice how it makes you feel because when you participate in those seemingly little things, which are actually big toxic movements, it gives you a sense of belonging to a group. It gives you a sense of validation for you being a part of something. And that's actually a trauma response as well. Number 13, an amazing thing that will change your life that you can do for free is dream journal. Source, God is talking to us in our sleep every night. It's where we are completely present and susceptible. We're more amenable to that intuition and those messages. But your dreams will reflect a language that Source uses to talk to you and your higher self or your subconscious uses to talk to you. And one of the most important things that you will ever do is start to speak that language, become literate in that language and start to understand it. Why it's also really important is that when you wake up, we always tend to forget our dreams naturally when we don't write them down. So when you do take that moment to take your pen and write down your dream in as much detail as possible, you will start to recall more and more details. And what your brain is actually doing is pulling them from the theta state into the conscious awareness. And it's firing off all of these new neural pathways that force your two brain hemispheres to cooperate and overcome duality and learn how to pull from what is actually the journey space into the conscious space. And this is very tough for some people, but it's extremely rewarding because it will make any other spiritual practice that you do so much easier, so much more smooth and fluent and quick. And it's also extremely important to start to decode the messages in your dreams. And what you will learn is that even though they're packaged in sometimes very weird and random symbolism, the message is always profound and it's always exactly what you need to hear. And Source is infinitely loving and supportive. And when we learn, when we train ourselves to recall our dreams and decode them, you actually have free access to the most rich, incredible, embodied, most personalized, whether you want to call it psychotherapy or therapy or psychic insights that you could have. It's extremely important. And this practice helps you activate your third eye as well. Number 14, move your body because we are made up of energy and energy needs to move. It needs to be transmuted. So when you are stagnant and when you're sitting most of the time, 
you are like a pond where bacteria can grow and fester versus an ocean or a river that's just in motion and has waves and it's incredibly healing to move. It was very important to the Essenes as well. And especially to charge your nervous system because the life force, the chi in your body needs to be charged in order for your nervous system to respond to journeying. So it means that when you have a certain charge to the battery that is your body, you will start to feel more, sense more, know more, even smell more when you are not just journeying or whatever practice you do, but just in your daily life. It'll heighten your ability to respond to all of the infinite consciousness that's out there beyond the 3D. My program, Source Alchemy, is by far the most effective for this. But what you could also do for free is yoga or qigong, things like that. Another free tip is get sunlight in your eyes as soon as you wake up. Because this will set in motion... All of the life-affirming and healing processes in your body. It's extremely important and something that you can do for free, first thing daily. Number 16, stop swearing. Clean up your language because your language immediately creates. And just because of how the English language has been created, it is a curse language. Just think of the words like weak or weekend or mourning, words like that. It's a language that has been created to make us weak. So when we speak the words, all of the energy and the water in our body starts to vibrate according to the frequency of those words, which is a very low frequency. So just by virtue of speaking English, we are becoming weaker. So what you don't want to do on top of that is swear and gossip. Gossip is an incredible incredibly toxic trait that a lot of people have and it is a trauma response but start to clean up your language stop swearing stop gossiping i have never liked gossiping it's just a gross energy to me in whatever situation it's just not right it's slander but swearing i used to do quite a lot and i'm working on it i have absolutely cleaned up my language in the past year but I know that I said shit in this episode, which I shouldn't have, and I apologize, and I strive to be better. <laughs> Next one is stop taking unnecessary medications. This I'm going to put out there with a big disclaimer that I am not here to give any medical advice whatsoever. That's something that you need to talk about with your physician. But if you notice that you are taking excessive amounts of medication without consulting a doctor, could be seemingly benign things like mild painkillers or allergy medication, look at what's actually going on there energetically and see if you can replace some of those medications with natural alternatives. Because all of the synthetic medication out there is a synthetic artificial version of something that is already available in nature, usually often for free too. And it's less effective because it is synthetic. So our body just processes natural medications and plants better. 
So look very realistically about what you're putting into your body and know that the spirit of pharmacaea is attached to every medication out there. So strive to heal whatever you have going on holistically, energetically. That doesn't mean go off your medication, whatever you're on immediately. Never do that. Consult your doctor. But there is no reason that you shouldn't simultaneously look at the root energetic cause of what's going on and at least start to supplement with holistic alternatives that don't cost money, don't have the spirit of pharmacaea attached to them. In fact, they're created by God, so they have a naturally healing blueprint. They don't cost money, and you're not putting those side effects on you as well. Number 18 is casual sex. Stop having casual sex, because when this is how inverted our society has become that often people start out having sex and maybe there's a sense of intimacy or commitment that comes later we have to set this straight and turn this back right side up and start with a sense of intimacy and discernment and then that can lead to sex but when you have sex with people there is a spiritual exchange that is lasting that takes place and condoms don't prevent this. It means that you are having sex with and connecting with not just your sexual partner's potential demonic attachments, but those of everyone that they have ever had sex with and they have ever had sex with. So it's for many reasons an extremely dangerous lifestyle. And there is a reason that the media tries to, or actually very successfully has us convinced that this is a fun and exciting and fulfilling, and not just that, a normal lifestyle. It's not. 19, atonement. You can do atonement totally for free. Whenever you have transgressed someone else's boundary, you've hurt someone in the past, you did something or you said something in the moment that you know was wrong, even if it's the best that you could do in that moment, the great thing about getting older and growing and healing more is that we can look back at the past and think, well, I was kind of an a-hole in that moment. I hurt someone, even though you didn't mean to. And what you should just atone for in itself is the moments where you hurt yourself, where you didn't uphold your own boundaries. And the way that you atone is speaking everything out loud to source or God and just bring it into the light and just decide for yourself that you are going to do better because everything that we try to forget and suppress and keep in the dark that's the stuff that demonic entities love to attach to and because they grow from that energy there it means that it's going to grow like a tumor. It's going to fester. So it's going to get bigger regardless. You're not going to be able to get around those things. And the easiest way to get rid of that is just take it out of the dark and out of the silence and speak it out loud, bring it into the light. If you can apologize to another person, even better. But atonement is extremely effective just doing this for yourself, just between you and source. 
Now you can combine this with one of my favorite practices, number 20, the mikvah. This is an ancient Essene bathing ritual that actually consists of atonements and then a bath where you make sure that your crown is submerged in water and you enter into prayer and conversation with source or with God. This is a beautiful moment to do atonement and also to call in anything that you are desiring to have more of in your life. But the most important thing about the mikvah is that it is a ceremony where you are alone with the creator and you allow yourself to be absolved and reborn. And you can combine this with another amazing practice that you can do for free that I recommend everyone, number 21, and this is the Nazarite hair method. I had someone ask me about this just today. The Nazarite method is a method where you treat your hair as what it is, your connection with source. So our hair are like spiritual antenna that pick up energy. And we can actually heal our nervous system when we treat our hair. So you can treat your hair with essential oils. Some that I love are castor oil. So you want a carrier oil, like castor oil or organic cold-pressed coconut oil, for example. And you can mix that with oils that are great for your hair, like rosemary oil, vitamin E. There are so many that you can mix in, like frankincense oil. But the practice really revolves around taking those oils and massaging them into the scalp and into the hair while you pray and while you program your nervous system with whatever you want to call in. Now, I have a more elaborate podcast episode about this, but this is a beautiful and extremely effective practice that you can do at home by yourself. And I highly recommend combining it with atonement and with a mikvah too. You will feel absolutely reborn and it's such an effective way to release old trauma from your nervous system, old transgressions where you've breached other people's sovereignty and yourself, and you can actually restore it in prayer with those oils straight onto your nervous system. And finally, number 22 is share this episode with everyone that you know and spread the word. So I hope that this episode helped you and gives you a lot of great tools to help you get started in the way, the Essene way of life. And this will change your life forever if you can implement even half of these things. And most importantly, there are no excuses. And that is really what creating heaven on earth is about, is allowing yourself to be the healthiest happiest version of yourself that you can be. That's your birthright. And all of these things you will notice are, well, lots of them are almost like biblical commandments as well. And that's really how I love to look at the Essenes, not as a even religious order or sect, but people who had kind of hacked life and to live in a way that is most nurturing and most beneficial, not to an external body or a church, but to ourselves and to our relationship with Source. That's what it's all about. Thanks for listening. Let me know how it goes, and I will see you in the next episode.